Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Dan and Louis. Good morning, everybody. This is Issel and Louis on ESPN 680 105.7 and the ESPN Louisville app. However, you're listening this morning. Thanks for tuning in. It is True Crime Tuesday, and the Madam of the Cobb has a beauty for you today. You don't want to miss that at 11.30. Lewis, how are we this morning, You buddy? and I uh, define beauty differently, Dan. I'm, I'm good. Um, a little late to the studio today, but I'm doing okay. What What happened? Traffic? No. No, just late to the studio. One of those mornings. Just late to the studio. Just late to the mm-hmm. studio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a three-step walk to the studio, so it's a little different for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I got to be careful because I've got to balance. <laughs> I've got to balance my phone, my laptop, and my cup of coffee as I come down the steps. So it it's challenging. So it's I had challenging. so I had a buddy years ago. He said, "Hey, um, I don't have any parenting advice except for one thing." And I said, "Well, then you do have parenting advice." That is shot. He said, "Hey, always cool your coffee off a little bit because you got little kids and." Eventually, one of them is going to dump their coffee, dump your coffee on them. I'm like, good, good advice. I'm like, okay, all right. So I started cooling my coffee off. One day, I'm walking to the basement with 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 my son Charlie. He's probably four or five at the time, and I slip, and my coffee goes from his back to his head. Oh! But I had cooled off the coffee, and he was fine. There you go. There it was. And I mean, I mean, I, I, I drenched the kid. <laughs> it's like a Nickelodeon episode. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, so how's everything in Louisville this morning? I, it's beautiful. Sun's out. It's cold. It is cold. Sun's out, though. We're, we're opening the full shade this morning. Getting all that. There sun. you go. I can hear it going up. That, that's that's theater of the mind, Dan, right there. That's just yep. you know, sound effects for the listener. I hope you absolutely. That. Uh, this is me. I'll, I'll get Sherry to see if she can me. run something out on the printer <laughs> later on, so we can have fun with that. A recipe for Friday, yeah, that'd be that's great. That's right. You know. I saw uh, I saw the crock pot when I fixed my Ooh. coffee this morning. I saw the crock pot was out. That out. That means uh, she's going to use one of those recipes. Big crock pot guy. I think as I get older, I appreciate it more. Yeah, no, you just dump yeah. everything in there, turn no, it right. on, and yeah. and tonight we'll have a delicious supper. Many of the best foods are just bunches of things thrown together, aren't they? Like yeah. chili, like chili's just a bunch of stuff. Absolutely. Jambalaya, gumbo, all those kinds of things. What did you grow up with? Was chili your family's go-to, Avery? Uh, it was actually pork roast. Pork roast. Okay, there you go. All right. Okay. Did that, the house just smell amazing for 15 hours? Yeah. And then... Um 
Can it you? Would, we would still smell it like several days afterwards, and we had a Chihuahua <laughs> at the time, and she had opinions if she did not get her pot roast like ah. after that six to eight hour mark. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you? Um, they say that that smells are the most memorable of our senses that we remember sense better than anything. Yeah, it makes hmm. sense. I remember the fabric softener that my neighbors used when I was a little kid. <laughs> because my mom was like, I'm not using fabric softener. And so yeah. I just remember going yeah. to someone else's house and I'm like, oh, this is what a nice smelling house smells like. There you go. Um, and uh, Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. I don't have very many. Uh, my mother was a terrible cook. My, terrible. my mom, too. How about that? Yeah. Damn. No, she was she was awful. I've told this story before. <laughs> we were in that. Uh, we, we were down. They, they retired to... Uh, uh, Fort uh, Myers, Florida. Is it Fort Myers? Yeah. And uh, so it, one winter she had the entire family and, and Sherry's mom and dad were down there and she had everybody over to the to their house to cook Christmas dinner. Well, she was very uptight because she knew she couldn't cook. And it was the coldest Christmas on record in Florida, okay. and and the electricity kept going on and off. Of course, and it just it ruined the whole meal. And we were supposed to eat like at one o'clock, and at three o'clock, stuff still wasn't cooked. So I went. I walk into the kitchen, and I act like I faint, and <laughs> I fall, and I fall on the floor, <laughs> and and Sherry says, "Oh no, I I think he needs something to eat." My mother did not speak to me for the rest of the day. <laughs> it was Christmas Day, and my and my mother would not speak, and my mother would not. She she found no she found no humor in that. Was this before or after the year where you bought Sheridan a pony and did an okay with Sherry? Uh, no, that would have been, be, no, no, it would have been after. Yeah. I have so a history. I have a history learn. of people. Yeah. I have a history of people not talking to me on Christmas day. He didn't learn the first time. No, 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 no. You don't become a hall of famer by being pliable. You become uh, a hall of famer by being rigid and disciplined and only being great at one thing. That's how you become a hall of famer. Right, Dan? Huh? Huh? I guess. Yeah, that's right. I, Damn I, right. Know, I know I was only great at one thing. That's Shoot for the ball. Sure. That's right. Get out of the way. I'm shooting the ball. I don't care about this triple team. I'm not passing to no. you, whoever you are. No. I'm shooting right no. now. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you got to you got to you, you, you have to have a little bit of an ego because, you know, I knew me shooting was better than anybody that I was playing with shooting. So. You know, we 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 started from there. So, All right. okay. Well, good enough. Fistle and Lou, we'll take you up to noon today. Dan mentioned it. It is True Crime Tuesday with our friends at Red Hot Roasters. Go check them out. Corner of Lexington and Payne uh, for all the drive-through coffee and all the other things available at over 150 Kroger locations as well. Uh, RedHotRoasters.com. Um, so I didn't enjoy putting the show sheet together today. Um, Why? Because I feel like we're at the point where we're talking about sad things. Well, if you're things. talking about college basketball in our area, yeah, it, it, you are talking about sad. But like Super sad Tuesday things. is tonight, and the teams are Ohio State, Illinois, UNC, and Syracuse, and none of them are ranked. No, and, and that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not too super, is it? No, it made me um, feel really old that none of those teams is ranked. 
No, but but that just speaks, Louie, to what we've said for a long time now, and that is this thing is wide, wide open. Wide open. Now, of those four teams that are playing tonight on Super Tuesday, <laughs> I, I think I would be shocked only if Syracuse won the national championship. Right. I wouldn't be shocked if one of those other three teams won the national championship. Not at all. I think Ohio State's decent. Illinois is in and out, but they could get hot. And North Carolina showed last year that you can go from not being very good during the regular season to getting to the championship game. So, you know, that just that that just cements in my mind the fact that there are 25, 30, maybe more teams out there that could win this year. Yeah, maybe. Were you surprised to see that UK is a six-point favorite in Memorial Gymnasium? Did you like me including Memorial Gymnasium? As I, part did. Of I did. <laughs> I, I did. I did. That was for you, Dan. That, yeah, yeah. And, and that, I, I think the fact that Vanderbilt still plays in Memorial Gymnasium shows – you know where the where the basketball program kind of ranks in the in the entirety of Vanderbilt University because that place that place was a dump fifty years ago. Uh, Do you think it has air conditioning? Uh, I would doubt it. <laughs> would that be great if they still didn't have air conditioning? I would doubt it. Oh God! That's I so did great. I did a game. There was a season. That I did some um, some SEC games. Uh, Jefferson Pilot uh, out of uh, Charlotte sure. had the had the rights, and I did some mostly with Tom Hammond. But I did a game at Vanderbilt with Marty Brenneman of all people, and and we were we were below. Which wife was he on at that point? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Not 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 the one that he does the beef commercials with now. No, it was, it was one prior to that. Beef um, commercials. <laughs> oh. Anyway, we are Louis. Our, our our line of vision. If we looked straight ahead from where we were sitting, we looked at the wooden wall below the floor. I mean, we had to right, look. Right, yeah, yeah. We had to look up to see the players' ankles, and 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 we're supposed to call a basketball game from that vantage point. Uh, I'll never forget that. Yeah, no, that's and and I don't know. Is there another college where you sit on the baseline? Baseline? I don't know. Minnesota's got a very similar setup with their like the the benches, like literally. The floor is at like chest. Line. Yeah, yeah, but I, but, but I don't. But they're on think the sideline. You're right. Yeah, I don't think they sit in the end zone. And now, a few years ago, they 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 made a rule change, and they said that the coaches could walk on the sideline, you know, like they do in a regular in a regular arena. That's right. So now they're they're forty feet from the bench. When when they're up coaching the team during the timeout, but before that, uh, before they changed that rule, the coaches couldn't leave the baseline. They couldn't leave uh, in front of the bench. Now it's it's a weird it's a weird setup. But to answer your question, <laughs> I, I I was a little surprised that it's a six point. Uh, a, 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 it, it, Vanderbilt's been playing very well. I mean, you look you look at what they've been able to accomplish. Now, their record 
isn't that great. However, they are three and three in the conference, and Kentucky's four and three. But if you look at their recent games, I mean, they went down to Georgia and won, and Georgia's a lot better. They're a lot better than they have been. At Alabama, which I think might be the best team in the country, um, they 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 lost by what twelve, I think. Mm-hmm. But that was that was a pretty pretty competitive game for a while. Uh, they beat uh, they beat Arkansas and everybody's. I mean, Arkansas is just riddled with uh, injuries. Their their big. Uh, five-star recruit I don't believe Smith hadn't played a game yet Mm. they lost at Tennessee by nine they lost at Missouri by three no I I mean I I mentioned yesterday Vanderbilt's going to be without their uh, their big guy and so you know pick your poison are you gonna are you gonna double and triple team the paint with Oscar and give open jump shots, or are you going to let Oscar go one-on-one and kill you inside? But, no, I, I think this is going to be a very competitive game. Vanderbilt is 437 games different from 500. Do you think they're better or worse than 500 in their history? Uh, worse. They are 437 games above 500, 1,631 wins against 11 94 in losses. They've been playing basketball for 130 years at Vanderbilt. Hmm. How about that? Yeah, no, they, they, at one time, they had a real, in fact, I was looking at something. In the, the, in the late uh, 80s, early 90s, they were very good. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, and even before that, I, I think, I, did I not read sometime or someplace where we went to Vanderbilt when I played uh, and Vanderbilt was actually ranked ahead of us? Mm, okay. Uh, I can't remember if that was my sophomore year or my junior year, but we went to Vanderbilt, and uh, and they were ranked higher than us at that game. And then my senior year, the only game that we lost during the regular season was at Vandy. We went we went to the uh, we we started the NCAA tournament ranked number one in the country with one loss, and that was at Vandy. That's when Roy Skinner was coaching. Obviously yes, sir. Who played against. And that dude yes, could coach, sir. apparently. Holy moly, he seems really good. No, um, Roy Skinner could coach, his, no question. So his fourth season, they uh, went 15-1 and in the conference, made the Elite Eight. And then the next year, and this, is, this tells you, Avery, how hard it was to do anything because you had to win your conference to make the tournament. And so he went – Second place, second place, third place the next three years, 22 and four, 21 and five, and 20 and six, and didn't even make the tournament. Oh, man. What years would those have been? Uh, right before you got there, uh, 60, uh, 65, 66, and then uh, the season's ending 67 and 68. So that you that was your sophomore year, 68? Uh, 67, 68, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they went yeah. 20 and six, finished third in the conference. Yeah, that would have been the year then that when we went to Vandy, they were actually rated high, uh, ranked higher than we were. I mean, they they won over 75% of their games for five straight years in that stretch there. Yeah, they were really, really good right around when you were there. And then he retired in 76. Man, oh, man. And then, of course, uh, C.M. Newton, of course, was there in the 80s um, when – Started that run of really, really good teams. Then Eddie Fogler took over, and he was the one who got them to the Sweet 16 in 1993. So, there yep. you go. Oh, man, Vandy. It, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun game. And, and you know, again, we talked yesterday. This this Kentucky team, they're, they're way past just showing up and beating anybody because, uh, you know, the – 
the other teams have caught up or with Kentucky. I guess they've caught up a long time ago, but um, you know there was still that mystique about being Kentucky in the SEC. I don't think they have that mystique anymore. Um, not the way that they did. I think they can recapture some of it next year if some of those guys are as good as advertised. I think they got a serious chance at that. So uh, we'll see. I mean, it doesn't to me. It doesn't look like uh, Musselman or Oates. Or even uh, even Bruce Pearl's going any place, so yeah. I I still think that they're going to be competitive no matter how good Kentucky is. Is I'm going to say something really sad. Speaking of uh, the sad start to the show, um, is Jerry Stackhouse a model for for Kenny Payne? So for, uh, in in what regard? So he went 11 and 20 his first year, then 9 and 16, and then last year they went 19 and 17, and then this year. They're considerably better. So you're you're saying can Kenny can Kenny follow that upward upward trend? Yeah, and I mean, look, they're ten and nine, three and three in the conference. It's not like they're having some kind of blockbuster year. And and this is part of the troubling part about talking about Kentucky this year because we're talking about a tricky game at Vandy. Um, by the way, that, that's Dreda six. I expect Kentucky to win by fifteen tonight. Do you really? Absolutely. Just go down there and just punish them. Absolutely. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they seem to be playing with a lot of confidence now and uh, and, and playing a, a more physical style of basketball. Um, we keep quoting know, they, that Alabama loss like it's like they did something, and, and I understand. But that was the first game after they had a teammate arrested for murder. I mean, if Alabama was going to have a, a, a crap game, it was going to be that one. Right. And so I, I think that – I think no, I, I think Kentucky needs to go down there and, and – and, and just handle business. Plus, yeah. I mean, how many freaking Kentucky fans go to that game? Yeah, it'll be half full. It'll yeah, I mean, be there's 6,000 Kentucky of, fans, I think. Yeah, yeah it'll absolutely. be half full of Kentucky so, fans. No, just go. But, but you know, I, I mean, let's be realistic. Kentucky is not as good as Alabama. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. playing on their home, playing on their home floor, uh, I right now I think Alabama's the best team in the country. They're, they're in the, that very small group of, in that conversation. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. There you go. I uh so I mean do you have them covering tonight? Do you have do you have them oh, yeah. do you have them co- Okay, you do. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you're yeah. picking them to cover for the 17th straight game. Correct. Got it. Just make Correct. sure. Correct. Right. I mean they I'm on a roll. I've picked two in a <laughs> row. I've picked two in a row. I'm going for I'm going for the trifecta, Louie. Going right. for the trifecta. So I, I want to check in on this. I, I just pulled up the net rankings. Uh, where do you think Kentucky is right now in the official uh, NCAA rankings? Have no clue and don't Don't care. do that. Don't. Why? Why? Didn't it? Wait so a you don't second. give a bleep if what? they make the NCAA tournament. That's what you just said to me. You don't care. No. The, the net rankings don't decide who's in the NCAA tournament. There's a committee that decides that. And if they look at the net rankings, then they're bigger, bigger idiots than I think they are. The net rankings, if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Rabot, had Kentucky number one at the beginning of the season. So take the net rankings and stuff it. Do you want to tell them, Avery? I mean, is it, I mean does anybody... Anybody could tell Dan here? Fortieth. I mean, anybody? Fortieth. Yeah, thirty eighth. Good job. Okay. See, you, you can do things. All right. Um, where do you think Vanderbilt is? I uh, don't know and don't care. Ninetieth. 
Man, 84th. Okay. See, you're not as bad at this as you think you are, and you should care, because they do use the net rankings. Even though it is stupid, and I agree, they do use it. And so um, you can – I don't know why you have such a, a meaningless hatred for this, but this is a chance – Because, of- because Louie, it's like the buyer figure in horse racing. If a horse wins, he gets a high buyer. If he loses, he gets a low buyer. And it, the net was, was Kentucky not number one in the net rankings preseason? I would argue the net rankings don't matter at the beginning of the season. Well, then I would carry that forward. I mean, and, and actually, I don't. I, mean, I don't just, think there do are net. What, and I'll be honest, I don't think there are net rankings at the beginning of the season. Do, do you see what I'm saying? It's not a prognostication of what's to come. It's telling you that's not what, what has, I'm doing, what Dan. I'm talking about Kentucky qualifying for the NCAA tournament and their seed line. That's what I'm talking about. And the net rankings matter for that. I'm sorry that you don't give a bleep about them, but they matter. You're talking over me about things that you don't care about. I get it. You're not on the committee, and you don't care about net rankings because it involves numbers, and if it involves numbers, you don't care. I That's get right. it. That's I right. I get it. You like to read box scores and, and, and tell us about box scores. I get it. But the net rankings I, matter, and this I is how like they the, choose This is how they yeah. choose seed lines, Dan. You can talk over me all you want, but this is how they choose seed lines. Cripes almighty. Well, then what do we have a committee for? Why don't you just go in, have one guy look at the net, at the net rankings and lay out the NCAA tournament? Could what do you not, need a committee? Could not agree with you more. Could not agree with you more. If that's what you're going by, then why don't that you do it? You don't need a committee if you're going by the net rankings. Could not agree with you more. That's what they do in ice hockey. They have, they have, uh, they have the pairwise rankings. They go on the pairwise. They, uh, they make adjustments only so you don't play teams from your own conference in your first game, and that's it. I, I could not agree with you more, Dan. What always falls on this in this apartment above us at 1020 every day, Avery? What is this? Oh, yeah. The people who live up there, they really don't care. Like The people in Cartown, they think that even though they know these walls not soundproof, they know the floors aren't soundproof because they have people living above them. Like They're just like, oh, let's go throw furniture. It sounds furniture. like they drop Many, like, numerous human beings fall to the floor every day at 1020. Oh, in the uh, square portion. Are they using France as, like, a 420 measure or something? Honestly, who knows? But, like, in the square portion behind us, um, there's actually cops who attend part of the university. And they live there for part of the semester, and they are so much worse. Sorry, like, it they're, sounds they're, like they're literally throwing furniture right. for those Like cops. someone's wrestling like, upstairs or something. This yes. is nothing. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is nothing. I lived on the third floor. The cops were on the fourth. And there were times where I wanted to go up there and hit them. Man, one summer in college, I had a cop that lived next door, and it was the best thing ever because she would make sure our parties didn't get broken up. <laughs> I'd be all for that. Oh, she at- she attended? Heck yeah, she did. <laughs> I'm glad she did. Yeah, no, it was, uh, no, it was great. Oh, man. But no, the net rankings matter for seeding, man. That's all I'm getting at here, Dan. Is okay. You want to be right. in the top 40 because, remember, it's not a 64-team tournament because of automatic qualifiers. It's right. really like a 38-team tournament. Right. And Kentucky's number 38 right now. And getting these wins against top 100 teams matters, especially on the road. The true road games really matter. That's why, by the way, Calipari should have played the game at the Kennel in Spokane. Because he, it's, a, it's a neutral site. Even if he got beat by 20, it would have been better yeah, it's a road than game. playing at yeah. a neutral site? I got you. Yeah. 
So I, I just um, <laughs> this this the Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp show coming down the text line. It's not that bad, people. Settle down. Um, didn't uh, didn't did, did, didn't he apologize? <laughs> he my did. Monday my yeah. Monday morning moron apologized. I, it was it was. It was bad enough, Dan, that even one of those guys apologized. How about that? <laughs> That's, that show is not, ba- is not built on apologies. That's right. No, so, no. <laughs> no, for sure. That is for sure. Man, oh, man. I mean, because was he – I mean, so you were in Denver. He, did he cover the Nuggets when you were coaching, for example? Uh, we're talking about Skip Bayless, by the way. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he, no, I don't know if he certainly was when I was playing. Oh, okay. Yeah. He certainly was when I was playing and he was, uh, he was, he was a top 10, uh, sports columnist in the country. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, he had a great, he had a great reputation. You know where Skip went to college, right? I don't. Vanderbilt. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I know that, but he went to Vanderbilt. Keep going. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, yeah, but no, it was always fun to go to Dallas and and uh, and read his stuff. He was he was very entertaining, but uh, I, I can't. I don't think I don't know Louie. I don't know if he was doing it when I was coaching. Okay, no, I just didn't know if you had interactions with him or, or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, as a, as a player for sure. Yeah, he um, I forget when he really jumped full time. Uh, Two thousand four, he went to ESPN uh, for that that uh, cold pizza. Do you remember that show? Yeah. First and ten yeah. on cold pizza. How about that? <laughs> uh, wasn't Woody Page? Him and Woody Page. Woody? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, now, there's another. There's another. Now, he's been in Denver really. for 600 years, right? Yes. Yep. It, it, Woody came. Woody was in Memphis. I met Woody uh, when he covered the Tams. He went to the University of Tennessee. Yes. And he was in Memphis. And um, Woody and I always, for some reason, got along. In mm. fact, the first dinner... Um, and, uh, I mean, this was, you, t- you talk about a tumultuous time in our lives when we got traded out of Louisville, went to Baltimore for 10 days and then wound up in Denver. Right. Uh, the, the first night that we were in Denver, uh, we had dinner with Woody and his, uh, and his ex-wife. Um, she wasn't his ex-wife at the time, but, but she is now, um, but I've been uh, – Woody is is highly entertaining. He was the one um, – there, there was – one of the things I remember, there was a second baseman for the Rockies, uh, and his, his name was Eric Young. And so he, everybody called him uh, e, e. Young. That okay. was his nickname, E. Young. Yeah. And he had he, – he was not – he could hit. He wasn't a great fielder. And and Woody nicknamed him E four. <laughs> I mean, just stuff stuff like that that you don't see today. I mean, just really, really comical and creative stuff. You, you don't. And it, the reason you don't see it anymore is that nobody pays these guys enough money to to get that kind of quality. I think his kid played in the league for a while too, didn't he? Like senior and junior both played, right? Page? No, 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 no. Uh, Eric Young. Are you talking about Eric Young Jr.? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, no, you're right. No, I'm talking about senior. Senior, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's... Old baseball fan. And he he called uh, the Pepsi Center 
He called it the can. And, and, and somebody made the mistake of going to him and saying, hey, Pepsi pays a lot of money for that naming right. You have to call it the Pepsi Center. You can't call it right. the can. And, of course, you know, after that, Louis, or, uh, Louis, Woody never called it anything but the can course, from, yeah. then, right. from then on. So. Um, I, you know, I have a habit on our on our podcast of not mentioning the sponsors of races. I don't know why. So, like the, uh, the Keeneland Mile presented by Maker's Mark or something like I don't mention. You don't talk. You don't do that. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, for so, for some reason, most 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 people most, do. It, yeah, yeah, most people yeah, do. The, the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. It's almost synonymous yeah. now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever bought chips because of the Fiesta Bowl. No, no, no. I wonder what the uh, I wonder what the, the the studies are on that where people decide if they are, you know, if it's just like getting it in your brain so that when you get to the store and see the name, yeah, you know, it's already in there. Well, kind of thing. you you won't remember this, but there there was a time for about ten or eleven years, I was a spokesperson for our Kentucky Farm Bureau Insurance. Uh, and I, I'm very thankful to those people. They put both of my kids through college and, and did some other very nice things for the Issel family. But I can't tell you, Louie, how many times people would come up to me and say, I really enjoy those uh, those State Farm commercials. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know that it does that it does. I mean, almost almost 50 50. They thought it was State Farm or our Farm Bureau. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah so, so I, I don't love know those how... Blue Cross commercials that you do. Yeah, right. <laughs> speaking of that, speaking of that, about doing commercials, uh, did you see uh, Mattress Mac, oh, our man. buddy from Houston, our buddy. that, that makes these huge bets yes, on sporting events, most of the time tied to – uh, promotions in his in his furniture stores, and he is a big uh, temper uh, Tempur-Pedic mattress guy. He sells he sells more Tempur-Pedic mattresses than anybody in the whole wide world. And most of these most of these things are tied to Tempur-Pedic mattresses. Well, he bet two million dollars on the Dallas Cowboys to cover uh, in the 49er game and lost. And he, he tweeted out to, to Zach Prescott, who does who does sleep number mattress commercials. <laughs> he, he tweeted out to Zach Prescott, and he said, he said, Zach, I just lost $2 million betting on the Dallas Cowboys. He said, if you would switch to a Tempur-Pedic mattress, I bet you would have won the game. <laughs> I thought. I thought the that amazing was thing about that story is two million bucks means nothing because he just won seventy five million dollars on the Astros winning the World Series. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's, it, it it is amazing. He and he's an amazing guy. If if you if you ran into him on the street, you wouldn't think he oh, had no. two. You wouldn't think he had two nickels to rub together. He's good yeah. for horse racing too, man. He uh, yeah spends a lot of money and. Uh, advertises a lot and infuses a lot of money into the game. Uh, reminder, some of the programming around here. Uh, speaking of Super Tuesday, Illinois, Ohio State tonight, 645 pregame here on 680, 1057, and on the app with tip-off at 7. 
Uh, we will have a Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post game show with Streetle and Entz around 11, 15 maybe. I don't know. Uh, first place, take your calls, text here from John Calipari. All that here on 680-1057 and on the app. And uh, the Jeff Wall Show is tonight uh, from 7 to 8 on 93.9 and on the app as well. So all of that going on. Lots of college basketball for you as we get into January, February. It's that time of year, Dan. Yep. A little yep. bit of down-the-stretch crunch time here for uh, for. Most of all Absolutely, and I'm going to be keeping an eye on those net rankings, Louie. You don't I, have to. We, you don't have to. I'll do it for you. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you this. If, if Kentucky wins the majority of the games left, <laughs> their net ranking yes. will go up. <laughs> Correct. If they lose, their net <laughs> ranking will go down. Uh, just a little eye-opener for Look you. Look at you Mr. doing analytics right now. Look at Mr. You. Mr. Rabot. Hey, you. when you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than the Bluegrass State. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground, this is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. All right, welcome back in. 1030 segment here on Issel and Louis, taking you up until noon here on 680-1057-ESPNLouisville.com. The app, your smart speaker, your car. Sitting at your desk at work, however you're hanging out with us today. We really appreciate you making us part of it. Uh, Kentucky Tourism, KentuckyTourism.com. Hanging out with us first hour of the show. Make sure that you make any of your plans as you travel around the state at Kentucky Tourism. Dot com. Uh, again, that Kentucky Fish Wildlife postgame show at 11 o'clock tonight here on 680-1057 as well. Join the guys there for that. They're heading out to like the RV and boat show this week. Mm. And it just it, it's a nice reminder that I will never own an RV or a boat. <laughs> I have done both and, <laughs> and nor will I again. I think I'd be much more likely to do some sort of RV thing i think i would get one of those like sprinter van things just to put my kids in so i don't have to talk to them when i drive into michigan like that like you know, mm. just, or, or like you know we're going to florida get in the back you know <laughs> yeah yeah you, you know what that that doesn't work it doesn't work you're right it doesn't. no no i i can remember one trip <laughs> you're I so can, right i can remember one trip when i was a much younger man and i could drive all night long we uh we left denver in in the rv uh about noon and we thought you know it's in the rv it's about uh, maybe 17 hours and so we thought this would be perfect we'll get you know we'll we'll drive for a while then it'll get dark the kids will get in the back and go to sleep and then you know we'll drive through the night and and it'll really cut down on the trip at Five o'clock in the morning, I'm coming through St. Louis, and Scott, the sun is coming up. Scott's about three. He is sitting on my lap as I'm driving the (laughs) RV through. Has not been to bed yet. Oh, Lord. Has not been to bed yet. So, no, that doesn't. That doesn't it's not work. worth the money. They no, that doesn't work. <laughs> we uh, we got one of those vans with the uh, with the screen that like comes down from the ceiling, and the kids all wear the wireless headphones. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. bet my parents are super jealous. <laughs> Did not have that when I was a kid. I was, oh, man. I can't imagine driving around with me as a kid. So, Ugh, just the worst. Did you read this 40 article? Um, which one is that? Uh, the Sports Illustrated one about just the, the sadness. Oh, of, yeah, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that was 40. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, and we've talked about that before. I mean, right. I, I, I don't, I, somebody will qualify. I mean, Kentucky or Eastern or Northern, somebody will qualify. But, but it's, you know, it, there is a possibility that there will not be a college from UK from Kentucky in the NCAA tournament. And that hasn't happened since 1963. So um, I I really loved, I love the way that he starts out the article about, (laughs) about the U about the U of L. Well, go ahead and tell the people. This is, this is great. He, he goes over, Pat goes over to a place uh, that he calls Eastern Boulevard's gritty business strip in Clarksville. <laughs> and, and evidently there's a place called the Winter Circle over there. I've yep. never been. Uh, is that where all the boys from the, from the station go to make their bets? I think exactly. many of them bet on their phone and literally just drive like to a Waffle House just the other side of the bridge. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Anyway, so he he says he he went in there one afternoon and he said biz, on a weekday and he said business was fairly slow. He said one guy's screaming, "Dig in seven, <laughs> dig in seven as he's watching a race from Mahoney Valley. And said, Judging from the silence that follows the stretch run, number seven did not significantly <laughs> dig in <laughs> but but he goes on to say how that he, he he talks to the manager there and he goes in to say how all of the cardinal louisville cardinal fans are coming across the river to bet against <laughs> u of l and he said it took la vegas a lot longer to figure out that that louisville was awful than it did the louisville fans and the guy said he would guess that the wagers this season have run from 80 to 85 percent against louisville he said they come in wearing their louisville stuff and bet against Louisville. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> uh, the Cardinals this year are 5-13-1 against the spread. I should, have five, done the, 13. I should have done the math, but, I mean, you'd be up, what, 750 bucks if you put 100 bucks on every game? Yeah, Something at like least, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you'd be up, you'd be up nice. But no, it. Uh, I did read the whole article. It's very, very interesting. I didn't realize. Did you, Louis? In this article, it says um, that. Um, oh shoot! Who's the, who's the coach at um, at at Western? Oh, uh, uh, Rick Stansberg. Stansbury, that he said Stansbury has missed like half the season for medical reasons. Were you aware of that? Yes. Um, don't don't ask me about that, Dan, because I'll get skeptical, and you don't want to have a skepticism talk with me this morning. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I don't. I don't. There are lots of rumors about Stansbury, including people writing articles where they put dollar signs in for the S's in his name. <laughs> and so I I don't know how much I. Th- if he's sick or not, because he could actually be sick, but we've never heard why. 
Right. So, um, so I, I yes, was he's been uh, out for a while, frankly. He yeah, coached like U of L, and then like two more games, and he's been done. So, ha. Huh. Yeah. I I always liked Rick. I, I, he. Um, yeah, sure. I liked I liked him when he coached at Mississippi State, and uh, he attended. The Rupp Bissell Pratt basketball camp. Yeah, that's right. I think you told me that. <laughs> so I've always liked him, but I I was not aware of that until uh, until I read this article. Did you make shirts for the kids that just had big R I P on the front? Uh, no, it had uh, it had a basketball and it had Rupp Issel Pratt uh, around the top half of the basketball. Was there any we thought didn't. of putting Pratt second so that you wouldn't have RIP? As no, the Mike, let, let me tell you, in that <laughs> triumphant, Mike was always going to be last. The question was, the question was, do we put Issel first or Rupp first? No, that wasn't a question. A little I I, IRP? I'm, I'm, I, made, <laughs> I made that up. But no, Pratt was always, Pratt was always a third in that deal. <laughs> Uh, I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to. Uh, I, I talked to some people at UK yesterday. I, I can't tell you how uh, how excited I am about the fourth when uh, when they put Mike's jersey up in the rafters. That's going to be so much fun. I think I'll be sitting in the rafters, so I'll get a nice view from the rafters. <laughs> no credential anyone down there. <laughs> oh, man. Well... I'll see what I can do. No, we're good. It's all right. The um, it's all right. The um, th- that that offers me the opportunity to watch the jersey go up and then drive home. So it's it's okay. There you go. There you <laughs> That's go. That's actually okay. Hey, me, so. hey, uh, you know what? That's not a bad idea. It's an eight thirty. I was going to say it's going to be 10 it's an eight thirty game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Prime and I might be driving home after the after the ceremony too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Listen to Goose on the way home. So, yes, there you go. There you go. Surely they'll beat Florida at home, won't they? I do appreciate, by the way. um, I do appreciate, by the way, how he talks about just the the numbers of what college basketball is in this market and in this state. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, I think people around the country don't get it. Um, It's hard to describe to people. You know, one of the best and worst things about doing this show is you can't fake basketball analysis around here, <laughs> right? You can't just fake take it like you can, like the NFL draft or I don't know, baseball takes or something like that. Man, if you if you say something wrong about college basketball, the text line explodes within three seconds, and and it's because people number one they care, but number two, it's just smart fans around here. I mean, people really know basketball around here, and so it's it's you know it's I, I think. A, a huge positive about doing radio around here and you know nice to have you as you know as as my teammate on this but um i appreciate that he brought this in too because i mean I, like louisville no more in market for the nba draft and that's not because you know there's an nba team anywhere near here it's because everybody knows all the players of the draft right exactly I mean, yeah. yeah now and there were you know uh rick rick did a i mean it took him a while to write this article there's a there's a lot of research in this article. This this is an interesting one that I liked. With uh, Kentucky's uh, capacity at 23,000, they're the second largest basketball college basketball arena. Louisville's third yep. at 2290. When both are playing at home on the same day, all right, and and the seats are full. Well, that hadn't happened for a while, but there was a time that it did. Absolutely. Then, then roughly one percent 
of the state's population is in one of those two arenas. Is that is that not amazing? That's yeah. an amazing number. It's also why uh, I don't. I, you know, I you know, Tipton did the the pictures of the or uh, was it Tipton did the empty seat pictures? Um, yeah, I think it was Tipton. And uh, I just I I don't judge people for not sitting at the very top of those arenas. No, I mean. I've been upstairs in the Yum Center. I took my kids to like a, oh gosh, it was a couple of years ago. We we just grabbed, you know, we got tickets from somebody and it was it was like first row upper bowl at the Yum Center. And even that in the corner was hard to see the court. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, and, and it's so it's so much better to if you're going to be in those kinds of seats. I mean, I get the atmosphere and being part of it. But I mean, watching it at home, unless you have to listen to Jimmy Dykes for two hours, watching it at home is much better, much better than, than, you know, fighting the traffic and finding a parking place and and going up to those terrible seats. No, I get it. I agree. I was, I was worried my kids didn't like going in person until we started going to Bellarmine games this year. And it's it was more just they couldn't see the freaking court. <laughs> 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 so Freedom Hall is just like you're right on the court. You know, it's so much better. So. Um, no, they're, in they're in this answer. article, in this article, Louis, uh, he also uh, interviews some uh, Louisville fans, and uh, there was one couple. They said they paid, uh, they spent ten thousand dollars going to the Maui Invitational this year, and he's <laughs> the guy said it would have been nice. It would have been nice if they hadn't gotten blown out of every game by halftime. I mean, can you imagine? Of course, there were other things to do besides go to basketball games. But you know, if you're a Louisville fan, you you pay ten grand for you and your wife to go to Maui, and and they and they put on that kind of performance. Yeah, no, it's it's tough. The beach it's was tough. great. The basketball was ghastly. <laughs> <laughs> Average margin of defeat in those games: twenty five point seven points. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think we forget, too, that they beat FAMU by two possessions. <laughs> One of the wins of this season. That's why when people are like, oh, yeah, you know, Boston College and uh, Yeah, Notre we Dame. got a shot. We oh, got yeah. a shot. What? Yeah. Man, oh, man. I don't know, Dan. Well, this new know. guy, what's his name? Okafor? Uh, Okorafor. Okorafor. Look at you. Okorafor. Look at you. It's like chloroform, but not. That's exactly what I was going to say. Isn't that what you put you put moths in when you're doing your science project? Avery was thinking of it for a different use. You have to talk to the media. I was. <laughs> it is true crime Tuesday. We'll get to that at eleven thirty. I um, yeah, no, I. And did you notice who was also quoted in this article? I mean, come on. Who? Well, Double D, Vice President Drew Diener. How about that? Really? You didn't get all the way down to the bottom. I didn't of get article. I didn't get that far. No, I didn't get I got a long way into the article. I didn't get far enough to see Diener's name. Uh quote, I'm not familiar with this world. I don't even know how to talk about this is Drew's quote in the article. Uh, he's right. He's totally I mean, right. You know, yes. How many how many ways and how many times can you say this team stinks? I mean, it's just it, it's it's awful. In thirty seven in thirty seven months, Louisville has gone from number one to number two hundred and ninety six in thirty seven months. Wow! <laughs> wow! It's unbelievable. So is uh, Okafor going to play uh, tomorrow night? Okay, so I I have to ask a question about this, and it's going to sound like a massively jerkish question. So. 
Payne last night on his coach's show. We have sound on this, right? Okay, great. Talked about you know him coming in and, and is he going to be able to play and, and all these things and and uh, it, it is it is the thing far and away that I like the most about Kenny Payne is that he sits down and he talks transparency. Yep. I, I wish he would do it more with people that he doesn't know. So less with just Paul and Bob and, and with people in that room and, and and you know jump on with Drew or jump on with you know with Andy or something like jump on a show where you're not you know, side by side with someone that you're comfortable with, do a show where you might get a question that you don't want to answer. But that is that is nitpicking at this point because look, he's two and seventeen. There's no there's no comfortable question at this point. Absolutely. And so I, I'm I'm nitpicking at that point, and so I, I I don't even know if that's criticism. It's just you know a suggestion, I guess. But um, go ahead and just play five here. This is his uh, sort of his uh, statement on Emmanuel Okorafor. Excuse me. Oops. Oh, thumbs. Oh, no. Thumbs. Thumbs. Oh, no. thumbs. Oh, no. thumbs. Oh, oh, it thumbs. wasn't me. It was whoever made this one. Lucky. The timing of this to bring in a kid like Emmanuel. Um, fortunate that a kid of that high caliber, character uh, and caliber uh, can walk in this program in a time of need. Um, and right away, you notice it the first time he steps on the floor. You notice his energy. You know his attentiveness, attentiveness to what the coaches are saying. You notice his um, the way he cheers on his teammates. Uh, little things that we take for granted, he doesn't take for granted. Uh, you know, probably every night, if not every other night or every day, he's saying, thank you, coach. Thank you. I'm like, what are you thanking me for? I should be thanking you. <laughs> um, but they're very appreciative. He's a unique kid, uh, very, very smart. Um, he's going to help us. He's going to help us, and I'm happy that we have him um, because he brings a different. And there's been a difference since he's been on the team. There's been a difference in the energy in, in which we practice. There's been a, um, a difference in the physicalness of the practices because he's big, strong, and um, and he challenges shots, and he moves his feet, and he yells and screams, and he rebounds, and all the things that, yeah. that a coach really enjoys watching, he does. So, you know, we, we've actually seen a fair amount of success with – players from the African continent locally. So just a couple of years ago on the same team, you had Hami Diallo and you had Wenyan Gabriel uh, from Senegal and, and South Sudan, respectively, on the same team. And and if you even get Wenyan Gabriel-type production from this guy the rest of the season with the idea that he's back next year and you get to you know develop his game. Right. I, is there any way to think of that as not something positive? No, right? You got, no, I mean they need anything it, at this point, right? Exactly, because okay. what what he just said, what Kenny just said, and if he's right, he said the kid's physical. They don't have anybody on the front line that's physical. I mean, Curry is every once in a while, he's but he, right he but he doesn't take advantage of it. Sure. Uh, they have uh, kids that re, the kid can rebound. They don't have any big guys that can rebound. Uh, again, Curry does occasionally, but not even close to being consistent. And so, you know, if if he can do those things, and I'm sure he's appreciative. He doesn't have to travel three hours each way to go to practice 
at U of L. So I, I can imagine he's appreciative. But no, if he can just do those things, it'll be an improvement. I don't know that he's going to win I, any basketball sure, games sure. for him. Yeah, I, I'm very. The timing's very interesting. I don't blame them at all for trying something, um, and you know, especially if we're if we're being genuine about what we mean for this season is you know figure out who can play next year at this point right and and frankly that probably should have been the impetus the entire season and so figure out if a mike james is going to be good for you next year figure out if an acora four is going to be good for you next year jalen withers you know those kinds of guys like you know devin ree i mean they got to play devin ree at some point i mean just get him out there just i mean you're losing anyway you may as well lose and find things out exactly i mean yeah and 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 i don't know uh, you know, I I guess Louis uh, James. I mean, he went through that little three game stretch, and we even talked about it. He said, "Well, it looks like they found something here," and then he's disappeared. I guess James has an upside. I I don't know. I can't name one other player on this team that that has an upside that's going to do any better than than what they've done this year. I mean, I I can't see Withers being that much better next year. He's been here for a couple of years. Right. No, I I understand. What I'm saying is, you just got to go find out and and you know play those guys just based on, you know the 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 obvious, you know the obvious issue of just trying to figure out what you're going to do next year because this year is, I mean it's it's an <laughs> it's a total loss. I mean, it's an absolute total loss. And, yeah. And so. See, you got to do something else. You got to figure out what the roster is going to look like next year. Exactly, and look at look at, uh, and I obviously haven't heard any of these, but look at on the team's experience. He says he feels like he has all freshmen. Go ahead and play that. We'll play that one, and then um, okay, and we'll get your reaction to it. Yeah. <laughs> the other piece to this is, um, you know, the experience they. It's really like I have all freshmen, <laughs> in a sense. You know, you look at Rose. He never played before this year. You look at J.J. He's never played before this year. Kamari Lanz is a freshman. Um, Mike James is a freshman. Never played before this year. Uh, people talk about what Sia did before, but, like, for a lot of, large part of the season last year, Sia didn't play to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So there are things that I have to be – cognizant of and recognize what's going on with these guys individually and mentally of like how they're digesting basketball see i here here's what i i understand what kenny's saying and and he names the players that make his point louie right and he leaves out the, the, the players that would contradict that point sure. what uh, curry uh, didn't play last year until the end of the year. Uh, yeah. Oh, and when he played, he was terrific. Right. So what happened to that? Where did that go? He doesn't mention Withers or you know some of the other guys that have been there for a, for a couple of years. He he leaves them completely out of the explanation. So I I I don't know. I I think Kenny at this point, when you're two and seventeen, you're just grabbing at straws. Do we see uh, Huntley Brinkley again? Uh, I, you know, here I I would be surprised if Huntley Brinkley isn't in the transfer portal next oh, year. Of course, yeah, yeah, of course. 
Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, you know, he goes to Tennessee. Things don't work out there. He's a five-star recruit. Uh, he averages three points a game. Thing, you know, he's not a superstar there. He transfers to Louisville. He's he's not very good here, uh, and uh, you know, it, it doesn't work out for him. And once you start down that road, um, you know, I, I would be surprised. I don't even know what his injury is. I don't know that Kenny knows what his injury is. I think he knows, uh, but. Um, I don't know if we see him again this year, but I would be shocked if he's back next year. Do you know who Brandon Huntley Hatfield is? He's the girl that was cute in eighth grade. <laughs> That's great. I love that. I love that, Louie. That was the girl that, that was cute in eighth grade. Yeah, got used to the attention, yeah. and then it just didn't work out after that. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. Speaking yeah. of eighth grade, I'm just kidding. Um, Bellerman, we are your flagship for Bellerman basketball. They're back oh! in action. You better be careful, I'm, my man. I don't know. Scotty carries a lot of weight down there. You better be careful. <laughs> Did they have Scotty D last night? Was he on last night? I don't even know. Was he in yesterday? Uh, that, I don't think he was in yesterday. Okay. No, he wasn't in no. yesterday. Okay. Um, it's the only games I go to, Dan. Settle down. Uh, we are your flagship for Bellarmine Basketball here at 680-1057. They are back in action Thursday. This is the EKU weekend. at um, So Thursday at uh, hosting EKU, Saturday at EKU. Uh, Doug Gourmet, Mark Bug, pregame 615-630 tip at Freedom Hall, 680-1057. And on the app, if you are not able to get out there, um, I have advertised it personally before. It is the best $5 ticket in the city. Get out there and you can sit. I mean, frankly right on center court it's awesome so um but all that uh 615 uh tip 630 excuse me 615 pregame tip at 630 here on 681 all right dan uh were you were you the cute guy in eighth grade no <laughs> no <laughs> I, oh are you kidding i might i might have been cute I don't know, but I was a geek. I was a guy whose blue jeans were four inches above his ankles. <laughs> Waiters on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Said, you, you ought to have a party and invite your pants down to see your ankles. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> oh, man. That, that is why, to this day... To this day, I do not wear pants that don't touch my shoes because for so so many of my creative years, there was a good three or four inches between the shoes and the bottom of the pants. <laughs> no culottes for Dan. No, 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 no. All the way down. Oh, are, are those, those, that, the, the, those are going to be a little too long, Mr. Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's him. Him. Him them, that's where I want them. Avery, are you old enough to remember the 90s trend of pants that were so long they just dragged on the ground? I mean, I know which ones you're talking you're about. Aware of I, it? Yeah, I yeah. like. Some more yeah. Sweezy's listening and he's like, oh, yeah, Junko and I wore, you know, I had those and um, chain, a chain on his, uh, remember that, Dan, the chain on the, uh, the, on the wallet and all that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. Fashion is always dumb. Like, it's always like we're always doing a bad job. (laughs) You know, here's what I don't get. And, and, And again, it was because growing up, my folks weren't rich enough to buy me a new wardrobe every six months. And so, you know, I I like stuff baggy. I like stuff loose. And I'm watching these guys on TV now. 
and they're they're wearing sport coats that it looks like are about five sizes too big. I mean, they barely come past their waist, and and they are if they have them buttoned, they they're stretched to the max. That to me, I know that's the way it's they're worn today, but that looks awful to me. I I like those. Where it looks like that the, their their sport coats are four sizes too small. You would be surprised that the, no, especially like no. on a tuxedo or something. Like it feels, it's nice. It's a nice fit. Well, you won't see me like that. <laughs> What's the last time I, you wore a tuxedo, Dan? Uh, I think it must. It, no, no, I have a tuxedo. Um, By I the way, have, that, totally underrated. Yeah. Buy your tuxedo, guys. Don't ever rent one. You, you look so much better when you wear your own tailored, put-together tuxedo. Avery's coming to the yeah, mic to agree with me. And, like, if something comes up and you need a tuxedo or, like, something nice, like, you're probably not going to have time to go out and rent it. You can also dress down a tuxedo. Exactly. By not moment. wearing the jacket. Oh, well, no, you wear the jacket. You just don't wear a bow tie or something. Well, yeah, I, I remember. You can change it up depending on what, like, what the occasion is. I, I remember I was invited, Sherry and I were invited to a fundraiser um, out at uh, Churchill that had uh, something to do uh, with the um, uh, with the Derby, but it was a, a fundraiser, and Jimmy Dan Connor uh, invited us to go. That was the last time I wore a tuxedo. Wow. So, so it, had to, it had to be... Five or five or no, <laughs> five or six years ago. I whoa whoa. <laughs> Did you almost curse on me? No. Oh, okay. why? I heard the I heard the sound F, and then like oh, it, it no. just kind of faded out. Okay. <clears throat> I don't use that word. I was going to say I've never heard you use that word. No, I don't use that word. I think if 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 you have to use that kind of language to express yourself, you're a moron anyway. So. That's the, way I, that's the way I feel about it. All right. First, uh, first hour of the show brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. Never too early to plan those summer vacations. So uh, when you do, we always ask you to go check out KentuckyTourism.com for all those plans. It is True Crime Tuesday. We'll, we'll do that in a half hour. Um, on the other end, we'll talk about Raising Canes. We do it next on 680-1057. <laughs> Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition. And I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.